Hello, listeners. This is Dr. J again with another episode of Real Women in Conversation. Like many of you, I've been self-quarantined during this coronavirus pandemic, and one of the great opportunities I've had during this time is to be quarantined with my husband, Jesse Cowan. Since I could not invite over any other guest, he has decided to be a guest with me today as we discuss one of the books that we purchased in uh, trying to understand male and female relationships as we embarked upon this marriage, his second, my fourth. This book is entitled Four Things Women Want from a Man by Reverend A.R. Bernard. I heard Reverend Bernard uh, summarize his book on one of episode of Oprah's Super Soul Sundays about a year and a half ago. He was making some valid points that we both liked, so we decided to purchase the book, a copy for him and a copy for me, and we read it and discussed it and liked the points that were made, even though as a man, he has his own view on what uh, a woman wants from a man. So what we thought we'd do today is to share some of the insight from Dr. Bernard's book, but also get a real man's perspective on what uh, Dr. Bernard's opinions are in in these matters. To begin with, Dr. Bernard indicates that there are four things that God wants from a man. Maturity, decisiveness, consistency, and strength. There are four things that a woman wants from a man. Maturity, decisiveness, consistency and strength and there are four things that a man struggles with in life maturity decisiveness consistency and strength so those four things are things that uh, dr bernard is saying that men need to work on for a lifetime because these are the things that a woman is looking for in a mate even though we are to be the helpmates to them we want men who are mature in their understanding of life and their application of life principles. We want a man who is consistent in what his uh, opinions are. We want one that's decisive, who can make up their mind about situations, and one who's uh, strong, not necessarily just physically strong, but emotionally strong, who can uh, be the person that a woman leans on in times of uh, trials and tribulations. So I'm gonna ask my husband now to give me his opinion, first on the maturity. What, uh, What Dr. Bernard says is that in order to be mature, a man set aside childish things and then deals with them as a mature man should. Can you give us your opinion on that? Well, I agree with him. You uh, set aside childish thing, but what women have to understand, guys are regularly evolving too. They are they're growing. Like a young man feel a certain way about something, and as he grows, he would have the thing to change his opinion on a lot of things because he's not going to be perfect. He's uh, going to be wrong. The only way you can really become a man is you have to get into the Bible and understand what a man is. All right, if you go over to Ephesians 5, 
they tell the Bible tells a husband to love his wife as his own body and if you love your wife as your own body then you're not going to do anything to mistreat uh, your wife because your wife has to be your queen the most precious person in your life don't anybody shouldn't anybody stand in between you and your wife if uh they have a problem with your wife, then they should have a problem with you. So that's what you want to be, guys. Learn how to be a man. You have to lead with love. And if you're not leading with love, when your wife marries you, she's not looking for a daddy. She's looking for a husband. You are not going to be able to just constantly tell her what to do. She's going to have to want to follow your, your lead. And that's what we say is by being mature. You're sure when you first get married when you're young, you're going to make a lot of errors. But then I heard uh, in the hall where they teach us, although your husband might not be right, women don't just turn against him and say he's wrong. Do what you can to support his idea. You might not agree with it, but try to support it. But now I'm not saying sit here and go along with any foolish thing that come out of your husband's uh, mouth. No, you can't do that. But guys, be open to suggestion. We have uh, different roles in life. Everybody can reach uh, this uh, point, but they had got different directions to get there. And a lot of time, uh, guys don't understand, your wife is your most valuable asset because she done had a life too. And you have to be willing to listen to her. And when I say listen, I mean listen. And if she bring out a point where you might have to change your opinion, do that. That's what strength is all about, being to accept whatever uh, changes you need to make for the good of the relationship. The relationship would have to be the most part, important part of your livelihood because no matter what comes up, your house should be the most important thing for you. Anybody that's putting an ointment in your relationship, well, you got to get rid of them. Let's get back to maturity. Let, uh, Reverend, uh, Reverend Bernard indicates that maturity doesn't come with age. It begins with the acceptance of responsibility. He goes on to say we don't begin to mature until we accept personal responsibility for our words, our thoughts, our motives, our actions, and our attitudes. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Well, see, I'd have to disagree with him. Like I was saying earlier, maturity does come with age because you learn as you grow. You learn as you age. You're not uh, a young man with a five-year-old mind. Uh, a young man with a 15-year-old mind. You have to grow, and life lessons teach you a lot. And that's why I would say maturity do start with age. As you grow, you uh, learn different things because you have to change your way of thinking on a lot of stuff. Think about how wild you was when you was young, and as you age, how you settle down. Be willing to go there. Those are the strengths you have. But let me, uh, I think we both know that there are some people, not just men, who age but don't mature as rapidly as they should. So maturity doesn't necessarily go with just age. Well, not The just, willingness to learn. 
right. think it's the point that you made. They can't just grow old. They have to be willing to learn from their experiences. Well, that's true. A lot of guys never grow up. I mean, mm-hmm. quite sure a lot of us know people like that. They are, you look at a lot of the only old men with their little hip-hop attitude. They want to listen to rap. They want their earrings and all. What, what kind of man, how you going to lead your children and they say you want to act like a child? You got to be a man. Yeah. Okay, this goes to uh, Dr. Bernard's point. He says, you can always tell when people haven't matured because they're using the same words they've always used, expressing the same opinions they've always expressed, thinking the same thoughts, and being guided by the same motives. I'll agree with that, yeah, and they are. But like I said, if you never change Mm -hmm. your direction, as you age, you're not maturing. Right. And this is, I think, the it's a point on this. Wise women want to spend their lives with fully grown men, not with aging adolescents. Women want men who are willing to change, as you've indicated, that if through your life experiences you find that there's uh, some change-worthy behavior, you are not uh, abhorrent to making the change that's necessary. That's a definite sign of maturity. Well, she's, uh, she should, she should want a man. She don't want a 40 year old man still running around out here instead of paying the light bill, he want to buy a big rim for his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, he want Jordan when the house budget don't allow for all that, he's not growing. And she should, she should want a man. Okay, moving to the second point, uh, Dr. Bernard indicates that a woman wants a man who makes quality decisions quickly and confidently. What's your opinion? Well, I think she should want somebody to be able to make decisions. And a big problem with a lot of people is they don't want to make decisions mm-hmm. because they're afraid of being wrong. And you would have to accept your decision. Sometimes I tell people one of the most important assets, man or woman, that you could have is learning how to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And once you make that decision, you got to live with that decision. And right or wrong, when somebody show you that it's uh, wrong, you got to, then you can change that decision. But a lot of time we make a decision and when somebody try to correct you on it, well, you do you and let me do me. Now, well, what kind of garbage is that? When you do you, let me be me, you're wrong. Yeah, so that's it, but you did make a decision, and once it was shown to you that your decision wasn't right, then you're willing to change it. But until they show you what is wrong, then why should you change it? Let me ask you, what, what is the process you use when you have to make a critical decision? When I uh, have to make a decision, my biggest thing is I make the decision. Once I make the decision, then I'm prepared Whatever the consequences is, I have to absorb the responsibility for that. And I'm willing mm-hmm. to do that. I'm not going to blame, well, I wouldn't have did that if you had to did this. I'm not going to blame anybody else. I made the decision. So whatever the consequences, I got to be able to live with the decision I made. Now, Dr. Bernard says that your decisions are based on your values. So uh, what is the source of your values? What do you value? Well, my uh, value as I got older is I wanted Bible-based. 
I went by the value of Bible based. I try to uh, make my decision now uh, according to the scriptures mm -hmm. because I learned a long time ago I can do whatever I want to do. Who's going to stop me? I'm mm -hmm. grown. But being wrong, I found out sometimes you can be wrong too. Mm -hmm. So I much rather try to live my life more or less scripture grounded now. And when I tell people, when you make decisions, you look at the young people around you that watching you. People learn a lot from being around you. They don't learn it from you just walking to them, telling them that mm -hmm. you're wrong and right. They're watching what you do. If you let them see you engage in different things, well, when they having a problem, when they uh, come and talk to you and you're trying to talk to them, they listen to what you're saying, but now they also remembering what all they seen you do. Mm -hmm. So why would they accept a decision from you? Because, you know, you hear it a lot. Well, they trying to tell me, look at what all they did. But they did it and they realized they was wrong now they're trying to help you make decisions where you don't make the same mistake they're made. This goes with Dr. Bernard's statement in his book, say your real values are reflected in the things you do, not the things you say. Yeah. And uh, he has a quote here uh, that says that your actions speak so loudly that I can hear, I cannot even hear what you say by Ralph Waldo Emerson, that no matter, as you were just indicating, no matter what you're saying to me, I'm actually looking at what you're doing, and that speaks more loudly to my life than anything that you could ever say. I want to see you put your values in action. So most women want not only a man who can make decisions decisively, well, well make firm decisions based on values, they want somebody who lives those principles as well. So you're saying that your principles and your values are scripture-based. And so that's where you get uh, the, the plan of action, I'll say, for your life. One other thing that uh, the third trait that Dr. Bernard talked about is consistency. He's saying that women want a man who is consistent in their actions, that I know from day to day the, what you, how you will react to various things that are going on in your life. His statement is, consistency is firmness of character. It's the ability to make mature quality decisions time and uh, time again, facing down the inevitable temptations that Satan scatters across your path. Decisions are not made in a moment of time. They're rooted in your character. So what do you say about consistency? Well, yeah, you should want to be consistent because your character is all you have. Mm -hmm. And what people think about you, a lot of times you say, well, I don't care what they think. Well, this is your character. This is who you is. So if you're presenting yourself one way, it's kind of like I uh, go to the term a lot of your churches. All right. You have people that they go to the church for a minute, but then why would you keep going to church? If when you go to church and you see the people, the leadership in the church, well, they're good and holy on Sunday morning, but the rest of the week, they're, they're everywhere you are, they're doing just what you're doing. So why would you go to this place and they are your spiritual leader? Because their character 
is not reflecting what they want to tell you about scripturally. Now, we all read the Bible, and you want to live your life about the Bible, but do you really want to live a Bible-based lifestyle? And like I said, this is where the character come in. Satan going to always have obstacles in your way. Uh, marriage is one of the most sacred things in the Bible. It's second only to loving God with your whole body and soul. You're supposed to love your mate with your whole body and soul. This is where the character come in at. And you are you're trying to do that, but if uh, your wife can't respect you, you're disrespecting her out in public, you're getting her in front of people saying little snotty remarks to her and all, and you're not showing her the love and respect that she should have, not only out in public, at home too. You got to be able to man up and let her see that you love her. Let her see no matter what situation she in, she don't even have to look around for her husband because she know her husband have her back. And this is what the character you want to have. You can't, when you get too much change at the store, you see you got too much change. Give the young lady the five or $10 back. Don't ease out to the car. Now you uh, jump in the car with your wife bragging about, yeah, she gave me five or $10 too much change and I kept it. What kind of character is that? In essence, in my mind, you're still in the money. She made a mistake and you decide to keep the money so you're still in it. All right, you, you, you wanna, you're laughing at me now so you're breaking my chain of thought, but like I said, it character is being, she can rely on you to tell the truth. Right. If you come in the house and your wife asks you something, and she got to look at you puzzled. Now, is he lying or is he telling me the truth? Well, guys, you done lied one too many times. She expecting that from you. Now, what kind of character is that? I guess that goes back to uh, Dr. Bernard's point that he makes here. He said consistency is to be without hypocrisy, without duplicity, and without deception. A man's consistency is what gives a woman security. When he's consistent, I know that you're going to act uh, the same way at all times, she feels confident. When he's inconsistent, she begins to worry because she's not sure what he'll do next. In his next statement, he says, your woman knows your patterns of behavior, your patterns of language, and your patterns of decision-making. Whenever you break any one of those patterns, you can be sure of two things. First, your woman has already noticed. And second, she wants to know why. Well, that's true, because I could sit back and I, you can look at, think about your parents. And when you're young, you come in, and you know I know some of you uh, have kids that don't lie in your mind. But you go in, you be telling them stuff, and they sit there and look at you. And they have this look when they're looking at you just how dumb do you think I am? Mm. <laughs> and so they know that you're not consistent. They could read you. Well, when you're around your wife, she's learning how to read you and you're learning how to read her. Are you gonna always be right? No. But she's learning your pattern of behavior. Right. And you got to, you got to right or wrong, you got to stand on what is right. 
You got to be consistent. You got to tell the truth. And let me speaking as a woman, we can also know when you're outside of that pattern and you're trying too hard to fit back in it. Right. So we, we, we know the deceptive ways that some men try to, to fit their behavior to the occasion. Well, most of the time, uh, when you can tell when people are being uh, deceptive, deceptive yeah. because when you nail them on a point, the more angrier they get. Mm. And if you are trying to debate it too hard, you know you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But rather than accept the fact of being wrong, now you're trying to get angry and kind of end the conversation. And women's are good at that too. Yeah. Well, because we've detected the deception, so we don't want to listen to it anymore. The consistency is gone. The last point that uh, the last uh, uh, thing that Dr. Bernard says that a, a woman wants from a man is strength. And what he's talking about here is not just physical strength. Sure, sometimes we want you to be the strong man that we can lean on or, or the strong man that I need to move something for me, etc. But he's mainly talking about the strength of character, the, the, strength, the strength of your integrity, not just your physicality. So he says strength, the kind of strength that really matters is the courage to live out your convictions in spite of what the crowd is doing. It's the willingness to stand up for the things you believe in even if everybody else in the room believes otherwise. It's the dogged determination to be the kind of person God wants you to be, not the kind of person society encourages you to be. What are your thoughts on that? Well, what he said, um, broad and spacious is the path to destruction. And that's the uh, road a lot of us want to follow. It's kind of like you're watching television. Mm -hmm. All right, when you watch television, they got all these reality shows and all. Mm -hmm. Now you got middle-aged women's here and men's just doing whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. They're married and... Uh, they're married, but it has no priority. This is, some people do not know how to set, uh, separate reality from entertainment. And they wanna make entertainment a lifestyle. And once you try to make entertainment that lifestyle, well guess who's putting the entertainment out there? It's the worldly view because they are about making money garbage sale and if you want to make your life entertainment well it can't be successful that's what happened to a lot of marriages you have to watch who you get your uh, advice from what role do that person play, play in your life if that person is not a positive force and when you look at that person's life and look at what they're doing well if they're doing immoral stuff how can you accept their ideas for your life? How can you strengthen yourself on what they're saying to you? Mm -hmm. But strength is, like I hear the worldly guy, a lot of women love a man that cry. Well, where you hear that? It, from you. No, but, <laughs> that's a lot. Now we said sensitive. <laughs> now, because this gets to this point that that Dr. Bernard makes. He says a man's strength 
is demonstrated by his gentleness and his kindness. It doesn't necessarily say that a gentleman has to cry, but we want to know that you do have a gentle and a kind side, not just being like the, the big, strong hero in every situation, but when I come in, I'm crushed by something that's happened to me today. I want to know that you, through your strength, can just sit and hold me and tell me everything's going to be all right because there's a gentle and a, and a kind side to you that you are not afraid to show. Well, yeah, I have that side, but then... Oh, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I would sit there and we could talk about it and everything, right. and I'm willing to listen to you, right. but I'm not ready to sit on that sofa and you crying, and I'm going to start crying with you. Nobody asking you to cry. We just say express a gentle side. Hmm. Every now and then, because I know being a career woman uh, for most of my life, and being in supervisory positions, you are the strong person of the day. You, I am the person that people came to for decisions that had to be made. I was the one who had to implement some sometimes very unpopular decisions uh, in the case of student situations, faculty situations, etc. And so you get used to people seeing you as that force. But sometimes when you got home, all you want to do is not be the weak one, but to let your hair down and let somebody else take on the role of the strong person. So I think that's what Dr. Bernard is saying, is that strength also from a man that is gentle and kind is something that women would appreciate. Well, I can agree with that. Because, mm -hmm. see, strength also leads you when I sit on the sofa with you and you want to talk about it, I don't always have to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Just learn how to listen. Sometimes strength is in listening. And then uh, be bold enough where it is, if you do have an idea and you spring it on me, well, nah, baby, that's, uh, that's not wrong. That person was right. You need to rethink your position on that and be willing to tell you that somebody has to be strong enough in your life to not agree with you if you are a supervisor something on your job, then yeah, they're gonna agree with you because they're the boss, you're the boss. They're not gonna tell you what they really feel. The people that work with you is what you're saying. The ones that work under you. Okay. Yeah, they're not gonna be so bold. And then that come into where the strength come in. Your husband have to be strong enough. He cares about your feeling, but somebody got to be strong enough to tell you, rethink your position. I think even with wives, when husbands come in and want to talk sometime, if you don't quite agree with me, be strong enough to tell me that. You don't always have to agree with me, but mm -hmm. then it's not gonna burn the house down just because you disagree with me because we all have opinions, but you have to be strong enough to put your opinion out there and let your mate know how you really feel. Okay, I think let's get back to a point that you made that is critically important in communication in, with couples and probably particularly important now that people are quarantined together for long periods of time, and that is the art of listening. Because for a, a lot of couples, they don't listen to each other, they talk at each other without actually hearing it. So if I were to uh, make a point here, it is the art of listening has been lost. And listening means that you hear me when I talk. 
it's a counseling tool sometimes that husbands and wives have to use. If we're discussing an issue, listen to me without thinking about what your response is going to be. Then repeat back to me, paraphrase back to me what you heard me say before you then respond because a lot of times what you heard was not what I had intended. So the willingness to sit down and have a conversation and truly listen to each other is an art all of its own. And when you, when we both understand what was the intent of the statements made and then we address them, then a more meaningful conversation can be had. So I think you're absolutely right that listening is an art and then paying attention to what your spouse says is good too. We all need sounding boards and you are advocating the use of sounding boards, spouses using each other as sounding boards without getting angry at each other. That's an excellent point, Mr. Cowan. Well, it's uh, bad when you answer the question before you hear the whole question. Right. And that's what happened in a lot of relationships. Let me finish asking you the, uh, the question before you assume you know what I'm asking you and you already have an answer for me. And then when you uh, go ahead on and give me your answer, and then I say, well, hold on. If you had uh, heard it all, it'd be kind of like when I told you I was taking a shower one time and I was sitting there with my foot on the drain and I was wondering why the water was building up. I'm thinking the drain had stopped up. And before I could uh, finish my statement, you're saying, was that a problem? Why was the water building up? And I said, hold on a minute. Listen. And you heard me, you hear me when I tell you I had my foot on the drain. That's why the water was built. <laughs> and then once I removed my foot, the water went ahead on and drained out. But you wasn't willing to listen to the whole question, the whole point. Oh, is, is that a dig, Mr. Coward? Is that a dig, right? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> it was a story. Teaching you to listen. <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> I think that was an insignificant point to be brought up on the air, but if you think it's important, that's fine. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll end this conversation uh, right now by summarizing what Dr. Bernard says about the four things women want from a man. He said in order to be a real man, uh, real, man, real men are mature. They don't engage in childish pursuits. They resist the temptation to behave impulsively, yet they refuse to procrastinate. Real men are decisive. They make choices confidently and quickly. Real men are also consistent. His wife can let her guard down and rest easy knowing his words and actions are based on values and principles that don't change. And real men are strong. The wife of a real man can look to her man and feel proud that he lives out of courage and integrity of his principles and values. He ends by saying that, so if you're a man who wants to be the leader of your household and the leader in the community, a real man, here's my advice. Be mature, be decisive, be consistent, and be strong. The words of uh, Dr. A.R. Bernard from his book, Four Things Women Want from a Man. I thank you for your attention. 
uh, listen next uh, second Tuesday for another episode of Real Women in Conversation. This podcast is an entity of J&J Cowan Enterprises, LLC.